There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the DC Universe streaming service and CW channel. I'm Dave. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 1 of Stargirl. Uh, Episode s- uh, what? You okay? So many <laughs> questions already! <laughs> okay. okay, I'll wait till we get there, but... Shiv Part 1. As Pat teaches Courtney, Yolanda, Beth, and Rick the importance of teamwork, the ISA converge to figure out who is trying to take them down. Elsewhere, as the school prepares for homecoming, Greece is the word, Cindy lashes out against her father's strict rules while Barbara accepts an offer from Jordan. Leia Thompson, Back to the Future, directed the episode, written by Evan Ball. I did not realize she did that. Yeah, I didn't know she was directing. Yep, and good it was her. news to me, but good for her, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I swear, I'm just seeing, like, Jonathan Frakes pop up everywhere. I'm like, oh, is he doing any of these? So, okay, so since I'm a little impatient, shall we start with some selfishness and impatience happening this episode? Because there was a lot of it. A lot that was irking me. I don't know about you guys. That was the main theme of the show, it seemed. (laughs) Pretty close. Because Pat brought our little Scooby gang together, Courtney, Yolanda, Rick, and Beth, to his auto shop. Where he had set up some <laughs> comical, really, yeah, low tech, lo fi <laughs> training course with basically mops and buckets and PVC pipe and the like, and trying to explain to them who all the ISA baddies are. Now, completely reasonable, don't you think? I mean, yeah, oh, ab- yeah absolutely. They've got to know who they're dealing with. Yes, what they all do. Obviously, they've dealt with some of them, but. I think it's better for the whole group to know, and sorry, it's homework. You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the buckets and everything else. That was just to embody his idea, but she was too impatient to listen to the lesson, the idea. Totally impatient. And I'm like, ugh. As it was happening, I think I was looking at the TV going, really? Really? Come on. Hmm. But I was at least happy that the rest of the team is like, oh, way to go, Courtney. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, not just about me. So maybe something will change, but the way the episode ended, I don't think so. (laughs) Not anytime super soon, anyway. But as Pat was running everything down about the local villains, Sportsmaster's fighting skills, the sadistic tigress, and the portly but cunning gambler, who I still can't get past the weird way he looks. I don't know. They have him so (laughs) weird. And if this came out in the 80s originally, come on, they could have did a little better with the names. I don't know. Maybe just me. <laughs> oh, it originally came out in the 40s. Oh, the yeah. 40s. I thought you said 80s at one point. Okay, never mind. No, they had pretty I weak guess, nicknames in the 40s. I guess they that made... makes more sense then. Yeah. I guess What's your name? Flaming Ball of Fire? Right. Can, you shorten that? <laughs> Can you shorten that just a little? <laughs> I guess they were pretty badass names back then. <laughs> but Courtney decides... 
her and the staff are going to take care of everything. Look at me, because I'm not a newbie. I've had some quote-unquote training, which... Uh. And she decides to wreck the course, and everyone just kind of irritated with her. I'm glad she got that. It was disappointing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she took a step back because she was doing so well. She learned a lesson in the previous episode. Why? I mean, I'm glad Leah Thompson didn't write this, but I'm not sure what Evan Ball was thinking in the writer's room. Even the staff let her down. The staff's usually pretty more responsible than her, especially later in the episode. The staff says, goes get Pat. But in this instance, the staff says, well, let's wreck some cans. A little strange. Yeah, I just felt like it was like, oh, yeah, she's super excited. She's going to show off. Let's show everybody what we can do. Yeah. That it was kind of both of them. But yeah, I mean, the team's like, you know, we need to know what's up, too. And you weren't the only one that was getting the crap beat out of you. Poor Rick. He was up against Sportsmaster, which, as cheesy as his whole persona was, he was <laughs> getting it, like, handed to him. Yeah. I mean, he had a freaking car dropped on him at one point. So <laughs> maybe let everybody catch up, Hey. Yeah, when you get called out by Beth Chapel, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. See, even the pod dog agrees on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. What do you think, Steve? Do you think there was some incongruity from last episode to this episode from Courtney's character? I don't think it was quite that. It's, Courtney seems to get in her mind. She's so single-focused that sometimes everything gets blocked out. And I think she just fell into that again. and. Hopefully, the others will be able to eventually get her to be more considerate to others than all me, me, me. They're, they're less trained, but more responsible. So this we is hope, what, at least. This is huh? kind of what went through my mind. Because episode one, we find out she was in gymnastics. And gymnastics is mostly a solo sport, even if you're on a team. Like, you're not doing a whole lot with another person at the same time. Like baseball. Yeah. So it's like, all right, she had training, but she hasn't had to work with somebody this close. So I'm kind of wondering if they're likening to the whole situation to that. Like, okay, she knows how to get things achieved for the team, but not with the team. That's a good take. So, yeah, I'm just kind of thinking that's somehow going to play because when they offered her cheerleading because that's definitely something they're doing all together it's not something she seemed to really take a a shining to but we'll see i mean maybe something will happen maybe not well she got her ass kicked spoiler alert yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it was definitely handed to her which is interesting because Cindy ends up being the one who does that because she's taking her frustrations out on basically everybody. And she almost kind of sort of seemed to start liking Courtney. I'm like, this is weird. But we also see Cindy break into her dad's lab and demand a seat at the table. And we also find out, which I kind of went past, sorry, that Cindy, we see her... Her stepmom. And apparently Cindy's just totally mean to everybody. So I don't know if we should take comfort in that. Because, like, even family life kind of sucks. Oh, I took a note about that. There was yeah, some clue. Alcohol with... from her stepmom. Her stepmom was just... Terrified. Yeah. Not only of Cindy, but of her dad. Yeah, so it makes me wonder this what's, isn't good. what's going on <laughs> yeah. there. But And uh, Courtney, 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 you need to... Not let it go, but cheese and rice, listen to somebody, okay? Because her ultra focus on Principal Bowen 
And she just wants to prove that Principal Bowen's now the new fiddler, and I know it because I seen her. You've only seen her playing music to the guy who's in a coma. So even though we know the situation, like she doesn't know. I don't know. It was irking me because she just didn't want to take advice or listen. And yeah, like you said last episode, she seemed so, so much better, at least towards the end. And then this. So It's funny how uh, members of each team, each legacies, the ISA and JSA, have older and younger members, not that they entirely know, (laughs) but some are good at their powers and some aren't. Like the the violinist, the principal Bowen, she stinks. Yeah. Yeah. And she's an elder member and she stinks and she she hasn't learned her stuff. And the other guys, the younger members learn. And then if you look at Cindy, she doesn't stink at all. Her father insists she's not ready, which is what Pat always says to Courtney. But it seems like Cindy is ready, and she's more advanced than some of the uh, elder ISA members. Well, I felt like Cindy, well, when when uh, her dad did mention the one episode that he had been experimenting on her, Cindy has known about things, I think, for a lot longer than everybody else. Right. And then our new fiddler, like, maybe she was never really meant to have any power. So maybe that's why it kind of sucks yeah, for her. Yeah. This is what I wrote down in my notes. After Cindy dismissed her stepmother, I wrote Stepford mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she seems to be a creation, a little more advanced than the drones in the basement, but I got a feeling she came out of a test tube. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Ito says, you've learned nothing in your mother's death. And Cindy says, I was young. That was a mistake. So, did she kill her mother? That's what I oh. was thinking. Yep. I think so, too. Yep. There's little doubt in my mind that she killed her mom. Yeah, his greatest experiment. But oopsie, killed mom, it looks like. Of course, yeah. a lot of the comic book nerds out there are nodding their heads like, yeah. <laughs> now, I do want to say, I and I did not mention right away, I'm sorry, the opening. I really liked how it was a different kind of opening. Like, the kids were kind of happy and excited about okay we're gonna learn this we're gonna do this we're kind of embracing everything and then especially when you see beth like, <laughs> i think everybody I was surprised like she's singing and dancing and her parents like, did you make us lunch it's like uh, no. i'll give you an easter egg from that scene uh-oh. she was she threw uh-oh <laughs> she threw in a little bit of the batusi from the 1966 to 68 batman series when she made the two fingers, like the peace symbol, and dragged it across her yes. eyes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's doing the Batusi. Through her microphone toothbrush. I thought that was, it was cute. And I think her parents were like, wait, what? You, you're not... I know, where's our lunch? Doing everything? What the heck? But hey, you wanted her to have friends. Yep. I think Get what you be, asked for. Yeah, that'll be revisited somehow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure it will, as well as all the other fam- matters that are going on in this episode. Oh, so many. Yes, because, of course, Pat and Courtney just about get busted again talking JSA stuff as Pat mentions training and Mike picks up on it immediately and they have to stumble into, oh, Pat's giving Courtney driving lessons. And of course, Mike mentions that to Barbara and Barbara's not real happy about being left out on the decision to start teaching Courtney how to drive. You think that was a little manufacturer just to create some tension? It seemed like, like, so what? They get, first, she's happy they're getting along. And when he teaches her how to drive a car, not even on the road, she gets pissed. That's, that's like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, oh, you know, I appreciate you paying attention. It's like, uh, 
Hey. Don't teach my kids to drive. Like, oh, they, come on. Do they not have driver's ed in this school? Do you not <laughs> think that she'll ever learn? I mean, what's the deal here? Couldn't understand her problem. I think that was just manufactured to create some tension to move on to whatever we're going to see next. Right. And probably the same with Mike tearing into Courtney about he's my dad, not yours. And we've been through a lot more than you know. Yeah, what or was that, storms out. I, w- I want to know. know. I want to know what that was. Yeah. I'm definitely questioning that because I was like, wait, I thought everybody didn't know anything about Stripesy. And then I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, well, what did happen to Mike's mom now? It's like, hmm. I know. There's a real mom deficit in this show. Yeah, that is true. I'm starting to wonder what happened. Everybody attached to any kind of. You can only know theme. so much, though. How old is he? 10? Right. It's not like he's 20. He's like, you know, you don't know what we've been through. I'm like, kid, you're only 10. It's like, yeah. Maybe you're. From five on, you can suffer, but before that, eh, maybe. Yeah, it will be interesting to find out what this is all about, if there's actually anything to it. It may just be Mike striking out at, at Courtney for getting too close to his dad. I mean, you really look at it, oh. Pat's spending a whole lot more time with Courtney than he is with Mike. He's going to blurt out something and spill the beans and out them. <laughs> He's going to out him as the JSA somehow. Uh, yeah. He is. He won't mean it on purpose. Maybe he'll burst into one of those American Dream meetings or whatever. Maybe Icicle will pick up or come back to say something. Well, I mean, it's Mike's friend that you guys think is going to get that pen. Right. Oh, yeah. So I think, yeah, something's going to end up with that, coming out with that. Because, yeah, Mike doesn't seem like the kind of kid who, um, how shall I say, shuts his mouth too often. (laughs) No. And... What is Barbara going to think when she comes home and her daughter's in the hospital? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if she can say she fell down the The basement stairs again. Driving lesson. I think at that point, CPS is going to start showing up. You're falling down those stairs a lot. I think CPS needs to show up at your house and investigate that those stairs. Right. I've heard hints that the next episode when Barbara gets informed, I mean, Pat was almost did it. He almost did it. And Courtney was in the background giving the old fingers to the throat, like, shut up, shut up, shut up. No, 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 cut it out. Don't say anything to her. She won't let me go. Yeah. You're bad enough. I don't need her on top of me, too. (laughs) Of course, we do get a moment with Cameron and Jordan, as he is curious how to ask someone to the homecoming dance. And of course, that leads into a conversation of Jordan and his wife and how they met and all nice and touching. And you kind of, you know, you kind of get a little bit of a feeling like they're trying to turn the tables here with the families because you kind of feel a little sympathetic for Cindy if she was actually experimented on and having to live with this megalomaniac of a father guilt over accidentally killing her mother right we're assuming yeah i'm sure he's he's totally not said that every single time he gets (laughs) uppity oh absolutely and then you've got cameron and jordan talking about love life and jordan wants him to find someone and cameron turns around and says well you deserve to be happy too he goes well i am happy Well, he killed his competition, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, when he says that, like, oh, how did you scare off the competition? I killed him. It's like, ah, good one. It's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) you beat him up. 
or beat out the competition and killed him. Of course, yeah, Ice Cold's like, yeah, I killed him. Do you suppose that'll presage something that'll happen? Is Cameron gonna kill somebody? Oh, like by accident getting powers? Looking at uh, Courtney. That's very possible. Oh, my dad did it. That's interesting. Maybe. Unfortunately, the Joey's already gone, or there would be some competition there, I think. Yeah. And, of course, yeah, we find out that Cindy's been subjected to experimentation. It's giving her her dragon-inspired powers, which I wouldn't wish on any child, but <laughs> that's just me. That's your Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, I wasn't sure that actually came out of her wrist, but it does. Yeah. Oh, did it? I didn't even realize yeah. that was actually yep. her body. There's a little gap of skin of. between her cup and that shiv. Yep. Oh, that's even more messed up. It is. And, of course, we get to see Henry, who's not in the mood for anything but his father, which, of course, just twists Cindy's nose in all sorts of directions. Well, yeah. I found it interesting that we finally find out that Cindy's dating him not because she wants to. Right. Because she's been instructed by her father. And I did not realize that even when she, in the beginning, when she hugs him, she's like, uh, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. I wonder what Dr. Ito knows, or Dragon King. I can understand Cindy watching Henry. Okay. Like but did he clothes. know something yeah. would happen to the uh, or his father? How would he know that? Unless he's just he's smarter than everyone else, and he's grooming everybody for the second generation of the ISA. Hmm. He, he actually sounded responsible as a father when he was talking to Cindy. He didn't sound... Yeah, he sounded a lot like Pat. Yeah, he did. <laughs> exactly. You're not ready. I'll let you know when you're ready. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. now. <laughs> let that go. Put that down. You're not ready. Well, hey, uh, Dr. Ito, don't put the uniform with the, the dragon staff in the open. Put a, some glass in front of it or something. A right. door. Yeah, that should be in a locked safe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> was that supposed to be her mother? Because I thought that too. Obviously, yep. it was a woman's costume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or did he have it made for her just in case? Yeah, it could be too. Again, the comic nerds that are listening are like, yes, no, yes, no. <laughs> but well, Cindy and Courtney have a lot of things in common, don't they, Dave? Yeah, that was a great, going to say, it's like a sub-theme, but it really wasn't a sub-theme. It was like the main theme of the of the show was what the two teams have together. They have their superpowered family legacies, and as we spoke of earlier, some are ready and some are not, and that includes the adults. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, I have a feeling that if there is a big battle at the end, and why not? <laughs> not everyone will survive, and we'll find out the weak points of both teams. And then, I don't know, will they congeal into one greater team, the ISA with the kids, and the JSA with the, the kids and adults, but the only adult with the JSA is Pat. Right. So I don't know if the Flash or... Well, we got a hint about Green Lantern. I, oh, we saw something about, not exactly Alan Scott coming back, but his daughter Jade. Right. It's green to the core. Oh, who else was left? Oh, Dr. Fate. Right. Yeah, this guy's practically unkillable, so... Un- be nice un- to have him around. Yeah, sure would. That just solves all your problems with a snap of a finger. So it was great. I really admired Leah Thompson's direction for the Slimmernies and the, how they intercut between both families. So you could hear Pat school Courtney and then Dr. Ito school Cindy. And they would cut back and forth to that. And it was pretty terrific. A lot of that, you can, uh, this direction, you can credit the editor for that episode too. It has to be seamless. Right. It really uh, was. It was. It was. 
I really liked how ah. they did that. Yeah, kind of like, listen, you're both kids. Chill. Yeah. It, it wasn't in your face. Like, yeah, we get it. They both have, have parents with kids with problems. But it was more interesting than that. So when you make it seamless like that, it's interesting. It's fun. I feel like when they were even showing how Cindy was almost a normal kid. I almost. Yeah, she has feelings. Yeah. Oddly enough. But like when they're in class and she's kind of taken over the science experiment, and Courtney's like, oh, wow, you're really good. And she's like, yeah, my dad made me do this all yeah. the time. And she leave the cupboards open right. so we could have science experiments together. Oh, okay. Yeah, why don't we hang out? And then when she was talking to her at the homecoming game, even though it was before she basically had a meltdown, she's like, I really need you on this team because everybody sucks. It's like, she's almost like she can almost be normal. And then she just goes totally the other way and her head explodes kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder if she'll say to Courtney, maybe in the next episode or down the road, we could have been friends. Oh my gosh. That seems so cliche, though. Yeah, but it's going to be sad, especially if it's uh, presented correctly. Maybe right. Leah Thompson. Yeah. Maybe Leah Thompson. You know, something yep. bad will happen to say, we could have been friends. I don't know, because like, after the whole thing went down this episode, does Cindy know that Courtney is Stargirl? That's a yes. question, no. question. I think uh, so. I don't, I don't think so. Because obviously <laughs> Courtney knows so. Cindy I don't is... think that's incredibly dense. <laughs> it would be incredibly dense. For her not to know, but why didn't I, why didn't she yell out Courtney or you bitch or or something or you? And she didn't. I mean, it's unmis. I don't know how she could miss it, but she should have called it out. Maybe we'll no. see it in the next episode. Yeah. But I'll go on the side of she hasn't figured it out yet, and that's like TV rules because TV rules don't make sense all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she didn't even wear a mask, so obviously Courtney knows. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's yeah. pretty bold you're not even going to be like i don't know put on some sunglasses something <laughs> cover <laughs> your blonde streaks i don't know there was like yeah nope. no yeah well that, that goes along with her uh not caring and being impatient yeah you know there was no mask for that suit that was hanging there that nope. i saw so when you come out you come out it's and how are you going how is this staff going to be able to handle cindy if her face regenerates like that that was messed uh, up <laughs> she goes, oh no, because she burned her, and then it comes back, oh no. <laughs> yeah, Cindy's more ready. Yeah, that's goes. that's a definite. Yeah. But then when we have, well, our janitor, our unofficial. Just in time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. God, that better not end up being the last name. But, um... <laughs> Now, our man would take exception. Hey, 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 I'm in time here. But when he pops up, and I know I was really surprised because I was really certain to think he was like, okay, they just have this weird misnomer in there or something, right? Like, he's not going to be a thing. They just keep throwing it in there to mess with you. And then he comes up with the sword. It's like, yeah. okay, it, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> yep. He was a member of King Arthur's court, and he was thrown into the future, and he had dealt with Merlin, and he had a horse named Winged Victory, and he knows Stripesy from their battles. Yeah, with the Seven Soldiers of Victory, which was before the, the JSA. So, yeah, he knows. And when, oh, when did Justin, not only did he save Courtney's life, but he, when Pat came in, thanks to now responsible Cosmic staff, <laughs> yeah. he goes, Stripesy. So, yeah, they definitely have a path. Yeah. According to DC, Justin is one of the oldest uh, heroes in their comic book lore as the, the Shining Knight. Oh. Now, I kind of was wondering, it's like, okay, both girls fight, they get knocked out with everything. 
and the staff goes to get Pat. Yes. Okay. Kind of feel like the staff should have not been away from her, like trying to find a way to get her out. Yeah. I don't know. But at the same time, Pat, knowing, okay, great, the staff is here, so she probably did some crap. Maybe I shouldn't be calling out her name. Oh, I know. Court. Hey, Court. Courtney. And that's what caused Cindy to get up and run yeah. out of there. And that's yeah. why she knows who Stargirl is. I didn't see the indication that she picked up on that, but duh. No, but yeah, I mean, hearing somebody call for Courtney, you would yeah. think that, yeah. I wear my, my face mask at work. Right. And people know who I am. You know, <laughs> how hard can it be? You look at the blonde hair. Right. Yeah, the hair's a giveaway. Batwoman has like a red wig on. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Some of these like alter superhero personas, they need to do a better job kind of hiding everything. Yeah, because that giant mane of curly blonde hair. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen any of the other students look yeah, that's with funny. that hair. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Cameron. I don't know. Put you know, purple in it. Something. That, that fight scene and when the, the Cosmic Staff went to get Pat, the uh, let's call it the Dragon Staff or the other thing. That that didn't react on its own. That didn't. It was nothing. She went down. It went down. Right. So, I don't know, Courtney might have an edge there, because the staff can somewhat think, well, it definitely could think for itself. I don't know, guys. What do you think is going to happen? Because, like, the preview for next episode, we have Cindy visiting Courtney. In the yeah. hospital. She's so good in hospitals, too. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so compassionate. So, I don't know. I, I don't see this going It's going to well. be one of those weird dynamics where the bad guy knows the good guy's secret identity, but chooses not to reveal it for some bizarre, ridiculous reason. Like, really? You know, the Joker knows who Batman is, but it's not going to tell anybody. Why not? Right. The whole idea about keeping a secret identity is so your family doesn't get harmed, right? And now, if you're right, Courtney's out it, and she probably is. I would feel too safe about Mike, Barb, and Stripesy. Uh, right. I don't yeah, know. She's... Maybe, maybe, and this is a big maybe, Cindy doesn't want Courtney's mom to get hurt because she's lost her own mom and she knows how hard it is or something. That's why I said it's a big maybe. Yeah. No, I think uh, Courtney detects something human in Cindy deep down, but it's like 80% versus 20. So yeah. I wouldn't... <laughs> That's not a deep well she's going to be digging there. No. No. <laughs> So the only other Easter egg, if you want to discuss Easter eggs that I saw, it wasn't a biggie. In the background, when Henry was taking his test and getting the answers from everybody, right? There, were, there was a king and queen on a poster in the background on the wall. And so I guess that has something to do with Justin and maybe his girlfriend from back then, Firebrand from the Second World War. Just a, nice. just a little clue, I suppose. Oh. Yeah, sure I didn't even be. catch that. But I am going to be rewatching it again, probably this evening with my husband who had to work that night. So now oh. I'm going to be looking for extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, look for the Batusi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, any other thoughts on this episode, guys? Nope. I can't wait for episode two. Yeah, the question is going to be is how soon will Cindy actually discover that Henry Jr.'s got some powers now? Will he actually say something to her or is she just going to have to figure it out on her own? I think he's with all these hospital visits. He's going to bring his father back. Right. Oh, you think? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think he'll get it. Brainwave Senior back into the fight, which will put the ISA one step ahead of the JSA. But that'll oh, totally yeah. put Courtney 
and the family in danger, unless he doesn't remember. If he doesn't remember what who, happened who, Henry that Senior? night. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. If he doesn't remember well, what happened that night, which again, kind of soap opera cliche, but we'll see what happens. Well, Cindy's will blab to Henry Jr. She'll blab just to co-op him and keep him close. Right. Oh, she doesn't even have to say anything, though. No, she thinks it and he'll hear it. <laughs> I just dawned on yeah. me. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, maybe yeah. she won't mean to tell anybody. We could have four major players, if not more, in the hospital at the same time. Right. <laughs> so many things happening. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know how we feel. We want to know how you feel. Shoot us an email at contactus at fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts on the episode, the series, if you read the comic books, what you think. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show, because this is really, in my opinion, if you're looking for a new superhero thing with people that you didn't know, very much along with how it was for me with Marvel and the Runaways. I really enjoyed how it is bringing kind of new blood and new characters that I would have never really looked for. With a rich history. Yes, surprisingly. Bad names, but great history. (laughs) (laughs) We, of course, hope you're enjoying the podcast, so let us know. And for this episode of Star Power Podcast, I am Sean Fangoss. And I'm Steve. You're my greatest experiment. I'm Dave, the Shining Knight of Connecticut. And until next time, 